0: Save your seat now at com. That's grow an email list.com to get started with an email list strategy that drives real results. I'll see you at the masterclass.
1: I think if I was to tell someone going into this, don't worry about the how, like Amy's got you. Worry about when the thoughts come up of like, who am I to do this? I'm not an expert. Just switch that and say, why not me? Hey, my name is Jenna Kutcher and I am obsessed
0: with all things business, marketing numbers, and helping you to navigate both the messy and the magical seasons of this thing called life. Are you ready to add Digital Educator to your expertise? Well, you don't need a master's degree, a TED Talk, or decades of experience to be ready to teach something that people want to pay to learn. All you need is the Digital Course Academy, which will teach you exactly how you can build, launch, and scale your very own online course. This is a program that is developed by my best friend, the course creation master herself, Amy Porterfield. Yes, she is the same one who taught me how to launch my first course. Trust me, she is so good. But the cool thing is, is you don't just have to take my word for it. Today, I'm welcoming Braden, Lindsay, Lucy, and Rosemary onto the Gold Digger podcast because before enrolling in the Digital Course Academy, they were just like you. they are business owners who heard me and countless others share about our success with the online course world and thought good for them, but it probably isn't going to work for me because, because you name it, I don't have time. I'm not an expert. No one will listen to me. And a million other lies that told them that creating courses is just reserved for other people. But instead of giving in to their imposter syndrome, they listened to that smaller voice in their heads that said, but what if it could work? What if it does work for me? What would that look like? And you know what? Brayden, Lindsay, Lucy, and Rosemary took a bet on themselves and enrolled in the Digital Course Academy at various life and business stages, and they walked away with way more than they could have ever imagined from an online course. Today, you'll hear their before, their during, and after stories of Digital Course Academy, the reservations they had and why those were kicked to the curb, their biggest pieces of advice for those considering joining, and so much more. Something I loved about chatting with these incredible business owners is that although they have made so much money selling their courses, each of them really emphasized the value of their success beyond the money, like their flexibility, time, confidence, and so much more. I cannot wait for you to hear their stories, but before we dive in, I wanted to let you know that you can learn more about DCA at jennacutcher.com slash DCA. This will also be linked in the show notes for today's episode. Again, that is JennaKutcher.com forward slash DCA. All right, now let's dive on in to hear from these students, shall we? When it comes to running a thriving business, nothing matters more than generating revenue. I mean, money talks, Right. But salespeople aren't just closing deals. They're tracking down leads. They're forecasting growth, whipping up reports, managing contacts, creating content crunching numbers. The list goes on and on and on. With the holidays around the corner, there's a better way to close deals. It all starts with the new HubSpot Sales Hub. With HubSpot Sales Hub, your data, tools, and teams are fully linked inside a smart and highly customizable platform that feels good to use. You can turn prospects into customers all in one place. Plus, sequences and smooth workflows help reps streamline tasks and spend more time on what they do best, which is connecting with your customers. With Sales Hub, closing deals is no big deal. Try it for yourself at HubSpot.com sales. That's HubSpot.com sales. This episode is sponsored by The League, a dating app designed for goal oriented singles. Download the League app today and message hashtag Goalmate in your in app concierge to skip the wait and graduate to the dating app with higher standards. Rosemary, It is such a delight to welcome you on to the podcast. When I saw about what you do and how you serve the world, I was like, we have to get you on the show. So if people do not know who you are, will you please tell me a little bit about who you are, who you serve and what gifts you share with the
1: world?
2: Oh, goodness, Jenna. Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me on the podcast. This is truly a delight. And to talk DCA, which was total life-changing for me. I am just so grateful for the opportunity, but I am Rosemary Lewis. I am a broker associate, also known as a real estate agent. I serve the far North Dallas Burbs. I have the extreme honor of leading a small but mighty team of women in my personal real estate team. And we serve families all over the Metroplex. And then also because of DCA, I am the host of the Real Estate Bestie podcast. And I have evolved, that's evolved to some digital courses. And, you know, we're planning our first Real Estate Bestie conference. So to the core, I serve women in real estate and I just really want to come alongside. Real estate is, you know, a tough market. If you haven't heard, it's tough in any market, but definitely it can feel lonely. And being a woman in this space, you know, I was just like, what would I have needed And that's that good old bestie to come alongside me and just not only share valuable information to help me grow my business, but just to walk alongside me. And then you also get a little dose of faith anytime you're in my space. So that's who I serve. And I am just so honored that I have the opportunity to do that.
0: One thing I love about what you just shared, Rosemary, is how isolating entrepreneurship can be no matter what you're in. And like for me, Amy is my business bestie where we are talking every single day. But before I had that, I felt so alone in this space. And so I love that you've not only created a course, but you've created a movement, like a community and a place for people to come together. And I think that's really an exemplary, piece of what you do in the community over competition because real estate is very competitive it is very competitive when did you decide that like you could take what you were doing in this more service-based industry and package it up into something that could help other people
2: Yeah. So before becoming a realtor in 2017, I was actually an elementary school teacher for 14 years. Love. And so teaching has always been my jam. And even when transitioning to real estate, I didn't know, like, how would my gifts translate into this industry? You know, the way that I was used to doing it. And as I, you know, bumped my head, as you know, entrepreneurship bumped my head a a ton of times, but then started to get some traction, started to experience success in this business, people would ask me, like, if it's one thing that you, you know, you would tell other realtors, what is a success habit, something that you're doing? And for me, that success habit, it all started with time blocking. When I learned how to time block, I was like, you know what, I feel like if I was able to teach other people how to do this it would really impact their daily activities. And that's what our business is all about, right? your activities are going to produce your results. So that's the way it started. Like I knew I wanted to teach something to somebody and then I just started looking at what is the consistent question and what is my answer? So creating a course to answer that question was my initial like stab at a digital course.
0: Okay. You just simplified the entire thing for a listener of how they can land on what their course would be about. What was it like when you decided to join DCA? Were you scared? Were you excited? Like what was that leap of faith? Cause it's an absolute leap of faith from time, yes. from money, from investment. So walk me through that.
2: Yes, it was like, so I am not your normal person where I was not in, in any part of Amy's funnel at all. I literally had a good friend who now has come on and in, in this all things real estate bestie, she is my right hand. And I told her, you know, I want to do a course. I want to do it. I didn't really know what it would look like. And she sent me, it just so happened the timing, it was 2020, right when Amy was launching. And she sent me a link to Amy's course. And at that time, her lead magnet was like first module, module one. Yeah. But that, I didn't realize, like I thought I was going to have it forever because I wasn't yeah. any part of the funnel. So I just, I thought I had like, like Great. A, a month to go through this module. And then yeah. I went back and it was gone. And I probably like went back to the link on the last day of DCA. And the price point, quite honestly, i would never invested in myself, like swipe my credit card for that much money you know, and I I tell people all the time, a lot of times, like for those of us who have gone to college, it wasn't like a cash investment, like you got a loan or your parents paid for it. Or so when I really thought about me investing in myself and my professional development, this was the biggest, highest ticket item that I did at that time. But it just felt right. Just from the glimpse that I had of module one, I was like, this is where I needed to be. So I literally on a whim, pay for DCA on a Sunday night, having queso and, and margaritas with my girlfriend. And I was like, look, this better pay off. Cause Here we go. I, <laughs> I'm in it.
0: And so it's been the best now decision. now the
2: question everyone wants to know, did it pay off? It absolutely paid off. And even more than financially, right? So like just the general gist, my first launch, I launched with 90 people on my email list wow. and I made like $13,000. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's
0: incredible
2: yes so that but but so much more like what you learn with DCA is really how to show up in a community so without it being my intention with Amy teaches you to do things like showing up weekly. So showing up weekly for me started off as an Instagram Mm -hmm. live. And then I listened to a podcast where I was like, I need more proprietorship over my content. So it turned into a podcast, real estate bestie that has now turned into a community and a movement. And I'm just so grateful for that. So yeah, it's paid off. It was definitely worth investing.
0: What did it feel like when you got to see your students' lives transform? Because I feel like you have such a pulse and a heartbeat of the people that you're helping. And I think we don't talk about that enough. Like, what is it like to watch the things that you know that may become more naturally to you actually change someone else's life?
2: You know, it feels very much like it did when I was teaching my little second graders, right? Taking a kiddo who just really felt like, you know, I just don't know if I'm ever going to be able to get it and coaching them up and encouraging them. But it's different. Like you're like, come on, kid, you're going to learn how to read. Right. But when you take someone and especially in business and women in business, there are so many factors that we doubt ourselves. And what I find is that a lot of times it's just a small tweaking, but people end up quitting because they feel like they're alone or they feel like they're never going to get it. So having these courses and these platforms where, you know, it gives some hope. It is the best thing. And it's changing lives. You know, I say all the time, Amy absolutely changed my life. That's how I came in contact with you and, mm-hmm. and your platform. And I always think about like, if she would have quit when her initial, cause she tells the story about her first course, she sold one course, right? Yes. I'm so grateful that she didn't quit because the fact that she didn't quit me and thousands of other students have been exposed to her expertise and what she teaches. And now we get to share our particular niches with our audiences and it's just transformative. So it, it's no better feeling. And I can't even put a dollar amount on it. I literally would do what I'm doing for free. I don't want to though. I want to make yeah. a lot of money.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that is that is the mic <laughs> moment. That is the best. And What I love about that too is I think a lot of times we forget of the ripple effect of everything, right? Of your friend telling you about Amy, of you creating courses. Now your students are growing in their confidence and their lifestyles are being affected and their freedom levels are affected through what you teach. And now their children's lives are affected. And it's like, it's amazing because you think of you in a traditional classroom setting, which is one of the hardest jobs you could ever have, but you yeah. can only really impact those people right in that vicinity, in that moment in time. And I think that there is something so beautiful about how this has translated with your gifts to be able yeah. to teach people around the world, the things that you know, and to have those ripples be even wider than maybe they were before.
2: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I like the scalability of it is it is truly mind blowing. And then even, you know, with the weekly content, like there are so many people that I know that you have touched. For instance, on one podcast, you talked about paired, the paired app. Totally changed the way me and some of my friends do marriage. Oh, I love that. Isn't it it crazy? It is. It's just another connection point. Yes.
0: So if somebody was listening to this and they thought, you know, this isn't going to work for me or I'm not ready to make that big leap of faith, what would you tell them?
2: I am going to challenge them. And I know it sounds cliche to just say, change your mindset, but really, like, why not? You know, we live in a world and and we're living this life that we just don't know what tomorrow will bring. And all we have is today and the opportunity to bet on yourself. Right. And a lot of times what's I guarantee what's holding them back is fear. But what could be on the other side of fear? And I'm just here to share that on the other side, you know, I've done a lot of fearful things, but on the other side of fear, I've gained power. And I know that they're going to be able to gain that power too. So don't count yourself out. You're going to find more. You're not going to have it all figured out. You know, DCA is it. it's so simple. What I love about it is that it's so rich that every time I go to launch, every time I go to host an event every time I go right back. And I'm like, hey, I thought of that. Me too. <laughs> I tell Amy that all the time. I'm
0: like, hey, I was getting to do my 280th webinar, but I just watched your training one more time just to make sure like yeah. this day, I still Literally. am in there. I love it. You are so contagious and vibrant and just life-giving. Where can everybody find out more about you and your course and learn from you and your podcast? Like give us all of the places to invite more rosemary into (laughs) our lives.
2: I appreciate that. Okay. So I love the gram. So I, you can find me at Rosemary the Realtor. Online website is rosemarylewis.com, L E W I S. And all of the tabs at the beginning, you know, you can find courses. Hey, if you want to buy a house, we still do that. Yeah, we can help you there. And then the podcast is called Real Estate Bestie. We have two episodes a week and we are really here to just walk alongside you. We give you so many nuggets to grow your business, but also have some real life girlfriend talking there too.
0: Thank you so much for sharing your experience. And I just love watching you soar. Thank you. I appreciate you, Jenna. Brayden, welcome to the Gold Digger podcast.
3: Hi, Jenna. Thank you so much for having me. Very excited to be here.
0: You should feel really excited because you are one of like a handful of men that have made their way (laughs) onto this show. So this is a very prestigious position you must find yourself in today.
3: Yeah, well, I am. I'm very honored. About 90% of my students and clients are women. So I am a man, but I'm usually very, very in the woman business owner space.
0: Okay, so let's talk about that. Tell me a little bit about who you serve and what you teach, because you have had some really incredible success with an online course. And I found your topic and how you teach it. Absolutely fascinating.
3: Well, I know that you are also friends with my friend, Natalie, the founder of Rising Tide Society. Yeah. So for some background context, I really built my business attending local Tuesdays Together events. So with that, the biggest audience I picked up in the beginning were photographers and wedding planners and other fellow creatives. And I've just grown with that over the past several years. So I think because of that, we probably have a pretty, pretty similar niche and audience.
0: I love that. So, what is your expertise and how did you become someone who was like, wait, I can take this knowledge (laughs) and package it up and put it into something that is an online digital course?
3: So, my background I moved from Indiana to California to go to law school, got my law degree, did the bar exam. And then I also got a master's in tax law. So, I do both legal and tax stuff um, for small business owners. And I knew that I didn't really want to do like the traditional law firm thing because it just felt terrible, like out of the gate. So I was very lucky because I stumbled across your podcast in 2018 and you had Amy Porterfield on as a guest and it kind of just all snowballed from there.
0: That's incredible. So did you have any hesitations when you think about like, I have all this knowledge, I have this degree, I've spent so much time in a classroom doing all these things. How can I distill down what I know into something digestible?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Hesitations for sure. And it's also, you know, when we're talking about legal topics in particular, it can be pretty scary and very serious. Yeah. So we also have to be very cognizant of like, what can we teach people how to do and what really should they not be doing and hiring an attorney for? So it's finding that dividing line as well, which is a little nerve wracking at times.
0: Okay. So I want to know what was your experience or knowledge about online courses? So we fast track, you listen to the podcast, you meet Amy Porterfield, you sign up for Digital Course Academy. Did you have this massive background in this digital course world? Had you been a student? Had you been a teacher? Like what was Braden like at this moment?
3: Yeah, I had never heard of it before. I was like just getting like, I had just started an email list like right around the same time. And so I was just getting introduced to online business. At the time though, I was marathon training. So I binge listened to probably at least like 40 of Amy's podcast episodes. So by the time she was promoting her program, then at that point, she'd done a great job of like warming me up to the idea of an online course.
0: So when you joined Digital Course Academy, did you already have an idea for your course? And is it the same course that you're still teaching to this day?
3: Kind of. So I did have an idea. It was mostly helping people form their LLCs and like get their business licenses and those kind of things. I still teach that, but it now, it, that used to be the whole course. And now it is like one of five modules in a now larger course.
0: Okay. Talk to me about your first launch. Launching is interesting, right? It's scary. There's a lot of fear. Uh-huh. Like, can I actually sell something? I think some people are convinced like, oh, I could teach something. I could change lives. But like, can I sell something? Walk me through what your first launch was like.
3: Sure. Well, I mean, it was a little tough. It was exciting though. I had about 400 people on my email list. I think the course price was around $350. I had 14 students join I do remember, though, that I had zero people show up to my first webinar, which was like very scary. I was about to throw in the towel. But then I remembered I was like, Amy did tell me to send like five reminder emails. So like, I need to make sure I do that for the next one.
0: Did you still do the webinar with zero people there? That's what I want to know. No,
3: (laughs) I think I stayed (laughs) on for like 20 minutes. And then I sent like more emails for the next one. And then I think we had like 20 people show up to webinar number two.
0: Okay. See, and this is something that I think a lot of people need to hear is that I have so many students where they're like, Hey, I tried this thing once and it didn't work. So clearly Mm -hmm. it's not going to work. I actually just recently recorded an entire podcast about like how we have to be open to iterating and trying new things and doing things over and over and over again, because consistency breeds confidence. So what was the result of like your course launch? And then tell me about the one after that. Because I feel like a lot of times that first one is just like, wait, this is a real thing. People are willing to pay money for it. This could actually be a thing. And then you start to get really great traction.
3: Yeah. So the first course launch, it made about $4,000, which for me at the time was huge because I was only making like $1,000 a month in my business. So this was like, oh, okay, this is happening, right? It went pretty well. I worked with my first students and they got their LLC set up and they, they really enjoyed it. And then about 8 months later in the fall, I created a signature course. So I basically just expanded the content. That was $1,000 and I launched and had 18 students. So easy math there, $18,000 launch. And then I felt like I was like, oh, this is like actually really happening now.
0: That's incredible. I mean, when I think about it, I still, even to this day, last night I was talking to my husband, I still equate every penny that I earned to what I was earning when I worked for Target and grinding. So Uh I'm like, that's equivalent to 10 weeks at Target. (laughs) And I still, to this day, over a decade later, what did it feel like all of a sudden now you've made $22,000 your first year of creating an online course. You see that this is a viable option for your career. Like, What did that feel like for you?
3: Well, it felt really exciting because I I was very passionate about finding something that was flexible. I never worked at Target, but I was working at West Elm at the time, there making 1150 minimum wage in Southern California, where it's very expensive. So $18,000 was like, I mean, that's like almost a year's worth of business expenses for me at that point in time. And since I do tax stuff, I talk a lot about profitability. So I'm very yeah. numbers driven. So I was like, okay, well, the next launch is going to be like pure profit. So yes. like, let's do this.
0: Oh my gosh. I love that. First off, I could have used your course when I started my business because I did it on Legal Zoom <laughs> and I did it entirely wrong, which cost me a lot of money to go backwards and try to get an accountant mm-hmm. to fix it for me. So I love that. Walk me through what your business has looked like ever since. So we talked about year one, but you are no longer in year one. So what has happened since creating your course, launching it, iterating it, serving students? Give me kind of the synopsis.
3: Sure. So we did that, that launch. The next launch, I doubled the price again to 2000 and we had 20 students sign up. And that was basically the pattern that kind of went from there. I launched every spring and fall. To give kind of the short synopsis, I ended up adding in a membership. So we had that. And uh, Now, the past few years, we've done six figures and several consecutive years just with online courses and memberships, not counting one-on-one services. And it's been really amazing because in addition to it being great for my bank account, the students love it because for them, they have a much more accessible price point to get legal and tax services. But also the huge unexpected benefit is they come to me all the time and they say, oh my gosh, I've learned so much. This is amazing. When I go and actually give my tax stocks to my tax repair, I know why they're asking for certain things. I know what to expect. I'm not shocked when I see my tax balance. I'm actually prepared. So those things you, you can't really put a dollar value on, which is amazing.
0: Oh, my gosh. That is incredible. I mean, you are saving people time, money, frustration, shame. I mean, let's talk about it. <laughs> how many entrepreneurs are listening to this and they're like, when my accountant reaches uh-huh. out, there is a deep level of shame in how we've done this.
3: Yeah, we've had students cry on our calls multiple <laughs> times. We talk a lot about back taxes as well. So we have people who come in who didn't know about quarterly taxes when they started their businesses. So they had big tax balances. That's why it's really important also in a like in a group program to foster like a sense of confidentiality and community so people feel open to share. And then by the end of the program, people feel so much better, which is like a huge weight off their shoulders, hopefully.
0: What would you say to somebody that's listening to this and they're like, okay, good for you, Braden, but this isn't going to work for me. <laughs> What would you say to them?
3: I would say it can work if you get the right idea and you put in the work. It's not easy. I'm not ever going to tell anyone that it is easy. But if you want to do it badly enough, if it's an interesting business model for you and you think it's going to work for your people, then you can definitely make it work for sure.
0: Would you say that every time and like every time you launch, every time you iterate, every time you promote, it gets easier though? Like it, it do, it's interesting how, like looking at your results, like you have, if I picture a bar graph, like it is just zooming upwards and I feel like the uh-huh. sky is the limit. How has the process been each time you do it? Because for me, it gets easier and I definitely have more confidence every time, even years later.
3: I would say the process of launching gets a lot, lot easier. My team actually kind of teases me because they're like, "Braden's going to decide that we're launching next week. And we're going to like, he's going to crank out the emails, right? Because that's kind of how it works at this point. But on the flip side, I'll say the one thing I have to tell myself all the time is to not get complacent. Because I yeah. know you talk about list building all the time. Yes. We always have to have new people to promote our program too. So yeah. as long as we're bringing new people in, in between our launches, then I know that we're going to have a great launch because... The system works if you have people to get into the system.
0: Yes. Oh my gosh. I love this. Is there anything that you are excited about when it comes to the online course world that is kind of like lighting you up these days that you can't believe you're even like nerding out about?
3: Well, yeah, because I, I actually love to teach. I've always said once I get to like a really good place in my business, I want to become an adjunct professor. Love. And I, don't, I don't know if you know much about them, but they do not really get paid like hardly anything. It really is a labor of love. Just like a class a semester, teaching like business law or tax. So that's the part I really love. And getting people to buy into actually wanting to learn those things is sometimes the harder part of what it is that I do. But once we are able to do that... It's really, really exciting and rewarding for me, for sure.
0: Okay, so since everyone listening is like, okay, I need more Braden in my life, and I definitely need what he teaches. <laughs> can you tell us where we can connect with you and find out more about your course and check out your work in that way?
3: Sure, so s- quick swear warning for everyone. Um, <laughs> I do have my own podcast. It is called Unfuck Your Biz with Brayden, asterisk for the U. It's the same name as my program and my book. But if you want to find my website, my law firm is called the Not Your Average Law Firm. It's not avglaw.com. And then you can follow me on Instagram, Braden B-R-A-D-E-N. Adam, like the biblical figure. Drake, like the rapper. That's my full name.
0: I love watching you soar and I know team members on my team have taken your program and learned so much from you. And so I just have to say from one course creator to another, I am so thankful that you dove into this world so that you could make a difference in the way that only you can.
3: Well, thank you so much. I'm here in large part due to you and all the beautiful resources you put out into the world. So big thanks as well.
0: You are the best. Thank you, buddy. If you love Gold Digger, you will love Business Made Simple, hosted by Donald Miller, brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network. Business Made Simple takes the mystery out of growing your business. This summer, Donald hosted a Double Your Revenue Challenge, where he gives you one simple thing each day to increase your revenue. You can start it at any time, and by the end of two weeks, you'll be positioned to dramatically increase your revenue by the end of the year. Listen to Business Made Simple wherever you get your podcasts and start taking action to double your revenue today. If you listen to Gold Digger, I know you're success-oriented, driven, and motivated to dig your biggest goals, and now it is time for you to meet your match with a partner who is just as ambitious as you are. The League is a dating app designed for goal-oriented singles who refuse to settle, who are looking for someone who shares their ambition and will challenge them to dream even bigger. Like if I was single, The League is definitely where I would go to meet my match. This is how you know the dating pool will be up to your gold standard. You must apply to the league. If accepted, you'll join a community full of driven, independent, career-focused singles with high standards, big goals, and a desire to meet their equal. The league is for gold diggers from all backgrounds to find a partner who has a mission, vision, and purpose for their life and digs your goals too, but not your gold. So calling all single goal diggers, if you want to meet your equal, your soulmate, and your goalmate, download the league app today and message hashtag goalmate to your in-app concierge to skip the wait and graduate to the dating app with higher
4: standards.
0: Okay, so there are certain people in my life where I see them pop into my DMs and I just smile. Lindsay, you are absolutely one of them. Thank you for always being in the DMs as the biggest cheerleader that a girl could ask for.
1: Thank you, Jenna. It's such an honor to be here. As you know, I'm a huge fan, a listener, and I'm just excited to be here. So thank you. I can't wait to chat more about DCA and gush about Amy. Yes. Okay.
0: So I know all this about you, but let the audience know a little bit about who you are, who you serve, what kind of course you've created, and then we'll dive into some of the background on it.
1: Awesome. Okay. So my name is Lindsay and I started my business back in 2014 doing custom wedding stationery. So I grew that business as a solopreneur. I grew that business. It became rather successful. And in 2019, that was our biggest year yet. So we had hit 300K in yearly revenue as a solopreneur. I'm super proud of that. But I found myself, and I'm wondering if you found this too, Jenna, when you transitioned from photography to education, I found myself more passionate about building and growing the business, like the sales and the marketing than I was about the actual craft of Absolutely. doing the wedding invitations. Yes. So that was, yes. Okay. I figured you could relate to that as like a, being in the wedding industry and a service provider. So that was kind of my first inkling that maybe I should, you know, add something new to the business, make a pivot. But the reality was this was our busiest year yet. I didn't even have a second to think about adding anything onto the business. So it was just kind of like a someday dream or like, like literally a retirement goal. But this was 2019. So we all know what happened in 2020. We got a second, everyone got a pause And I decided that this was now or never. So I joined DCA and the rest is history. So I joined DCA comes out once a year in September, obviously, as you know. So the timing was not ideal because I started DCA September 16th. I was nine months pregnant. I had Jameson on the 25th. So it was kind of a whirlwind. But that first course I created, it was called the Wedding Booking Blueprint. So it was basically like a general course for wedding pros to grow their business. And I had one lesson in there about bridal shows or wedding shows, how to grow your business with wedding shows. And that was the thing that everybody latched onto. Like, tell me more about wedding shows. What did you do here? So I've since created a second course called the Bridal Show Blueprint that kind of dives deeper into that. So, you know, that's kind of the gist of how I started in DCA and where I am now.
0: I will never forget in our Facebook group when you shared that, like you had the baby and like everyone was like so excited. I felt like we were all like God mamas and dads of your child, which you did all the work there, but oh. I will never forget too you making that decision to join, you know, in a time in your life where it would be so easy to say not right now. Obviously time was a huge factor of like, can I do this? Is it going to be worth it? What other fears did you have about taking your knowledge, which was very service-based and putting it into something that could serve many people digitally?
1: So I really didn't have many fears going into it other than just the practical, like, can I do this with a newborn? Because I had been building my business. I started in 2014 and I was kind of coaching you know, non-professionally, but like casually on the side for other wedding pros in the industry. So I knew I could do it. I had followed you and Amy for a while. So I saw what was possible, but it was just kind of the logistics of like, okay, I want to start this now because I'm not going to wait another year this was the time I could do it because all of the weddings that I had were just on pause. So it was kind of now or never. So it was really just the practical sense of like, how I'm gonna do this (laughs) with a newborn.
0: I love this story, Lindsay, because I think so many people listening are in that service-based business and they're thinking like, how can my knowledge or my skills actually transfer to something online? You know, I think a lot of us, especially like in the wedding world, it's like, no, only I can do this thing and I can only do it in my way. And there's no way that like the gifts I have can transfer. And I love how you did that. Now you talked about how your first course, you had this one little section and people like clung to that. So then you expanded on it with another course. Walk me through what your launches were like, what the outcomes were like as you started to kind of iterate and try different things. Yes.
1: Yeah, so it was really interesting because like doing DCA, Amy literally gives you all of the tools start to finish. So I was really excited and proud of this first course. Like I knew that it was going to help so many people. I knew it was on point. And that first launch did really well. I had launched, so I took a break. Obviously I had Jameson, I took three months to have my maternity leave. So I was kind of like three months behind the group, which was actually kind of cool. Cause I was, I could be like a fly on the wall and like tune into the Q and A's and the chat, but I wasn't actually like doing it yet. So by the time I launched, I had all of that knowledge from the group, but also the support. So I'm like, okay, guys, now I'm ready to go (laughs) and they can help me like do this, do that. So the first launch of the the wedding booking blueprint was 11K. We made in that first launch with a six-month-old. So I'm proud of that. We almost 4X our investment on DCA. So the numbers and... Like the ROI in that sense was just a no brainer. But really, Jenna, the true ROI now is that freedom that I have from pivoting this business. And I literally get in goosebumps now because I thought I had freedom before. Like it's almost been a decade since I've been out of my nine to five. Yep. So, you know, we can make our own schedule and, you know, take a day off if we want to go to the zoo, you know, like all the things that entrepreneurs can do and why we started our business. But the freedom that I have now is unlike anything I experienced because as a service-based entrepreneur I was still you know I had to be the one tying the ribbon on the invitations yep. I had to be the one at the coffee shop meeting the couple after hours you know but now I mean you know like there's just so much more freedom in this online you know business and and pivoting the business and what our life looks like today with our family and you know our circumstances It's like, I could have never known this in 2020, but it was like, I'm winking back to the universe. Like, thank you for giving me that little tug because it's just like, just full circle now.
0: I'm so glad you brought this up because it's so easy to talk about the money, right? But, yeah. like, even last night, Drew and I were talking, and I'm like, I basically run a multi million dollar business in about four hours a day because every day when Quinn goes down for her nap, I go and hang out with my daughter Coco. And, like, yeah. that gives Drew time to himself. And I'm like, basically, from nine to one is when I run my business. And it's just incredible in the sense of, like, I was telling Amy Porterfield yesterday, we were voice memoing, and I got emotional about, school starting and all these different things. And I said, but there's one thing I won't regret. Like, I feel like we are so awake to the blessing and the lives of our children that like, I have zero regrets about missing out on things with them. And that is such a privilege to be able to say that because of the freedom that the business has created. So I love that you're touching on that. And I also just think about Jameson and I'm like, he has such a different existence of his mom through this different avenue of work. What would you say, Lindsay, let's say you're telling your best friend who's brilliant at what they do. They're super gifted. You've seen their genius. Maybe they don't see it themselves. And they're thinking, there's no way I could create an online course. What would you say to them?
1: I would say, uh, so I know we talk a lot about like imposter syndrome and it's kind of like the buzzword to be honest, I never really had imposter syndrome building my business until like really recently when I've gotten on like, you know, bigger stages, bigger arenas, it's like creeping up on me, but I yeah. know it's a real thing. So I was actually on a call. I'm like blanking on who said that now, but I was on a call and they said, next time you ask yourself, like, who am I to do this flip? Who am I to why not me? And I use that. I was like, I need like literally a post-it note on my computer here. And that is what I would say the first thing of like the hurdle, just getting started and thinking about doing this. And also another fear, this was more the fear that I had going into it of like the tech and like, just like, how do I actually do this? And that, I think a lot of people think about the, how, like, How do I set this up? How am I going to reach people? How are people going to know about my course? And that DCA covers like all of that. So yeah. that, like I was all worried about that, but I could literally follow it was Amy's plan to a T. Like yep. I was launching this course with like no sleep, throw up on my shirt like I'm six months old. You know what I mean? And yes. I'm like, all right, like I'm holding on to everything Amy says and doing exactly what she does. And I could launch it that way. So I think if I was to tell someone going into this, don't worry about the how, like Amy's got you worry about when the thoughts come up of like, who am I to do this? I'm not an expert, just switch that and say, why not me? And also focus on the people that you want to serve and remember why you got that inkling in your heart to do this. Because I'm telling you in a most unexpected way, it'll come back around when you're a couple of years into this, and you'll see, like, oh, that's why I had this calling. That's why. So that's what I would say. Because what life looks like now. So Jameson, fast forward. So he was born a week into DCA. We called him our DCA baby <laughs> in the group. Amy yes. sent him a, like adorable onesie. It was really cute. Oh. Um, but fast forward. So right before his second birthday, he was actually diagnosed with autism, and he is going to be three next month. So right now is critical in his services and his development and his growth. So when we got a script for his therapy, it's almost 30 hours a week. So my schedule was cut in half. Like it was like a no brainer, whatever we have to do, you know, we'll figure it out. But looking back, like I cannot imagine, and I still was an entrepreneur. So I still had more freedom than the nine to five, but like yep. cut in half, I couldn't imagine juggling that now. So looking back, it's like, Just trust yourself, trust yourself, because there is a reason why you have this little inkling to pivot your business or even start your business if you're still at your nine to five. Because looking back, I'm like, I'm making more money now and working half the time.
0: And you have the flexibility to choose that. And I, I feel like we don't talk enough about, especially for people who are starting families and stuff, for women to have the ability to choose to hit the brake pedal, without the fear of forgetting where the gas pedal is. And I feel like that is such a blessing that we don't talk about enough. It's like, yeah, you could cut back to half right now, but you know, you could also go full steam ahead a few years from now. And that piece is like such a presence in your life. Lindsay, where can everybody find out more about you, learn about your program, check you out online, see cute pictures of your kid, give me all the places.
1: Absolutely. So you can find me on Instagram at Miss Lindsay J. Williams. And then I also have a private Facebook group for any wedding pro listening that wants yes. to check that out. It's called Build and Scale Your Wedding Business. And you can find that at com slash group.
0: Lynz, i have absolutely loved just watching you soar and as much as you are a fan of me i'm a fan of you so thank you so much for coming on and sharing your experience it has been such a joy to watch you grow watch your family grow and just watch this business go to new heights that i don't think you had ever even dreamed possible at one point
1: thank you so much jenna always such a pleasure
0: you are amazing Lucy, I am so excited to have this conversation with you today. Can you provide a little bit of context? Because I love the niche that you are serving, and I
4: think it is so inspiring. So tell me a little bit about you and who you serve. Thank you. So I'm thrilled to be here. My name is Lucy Kelly. I am a marketing coach for makers at Bloom by Bellmanili in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. And a little bit of background about me. I wear a lot of different hats I have a background in marketing. I am a pediatric speech and language pathologist in another part of my life. I make jewelry. I've had my jewelry business since 2010. And as my jewelry business started to grow and I started to fall into my niche of upcycling vintage costume jewelry, I had a lot of other makers and business owners asking me for business coaching. So I looked around and figured out that there actually was not a whole lot of business coaching that was out there specifically for makers, because we kind of get lumped into this, you know, glitter and glue time at the library category. So it's sometimes hard to be taken seriously as a business owner when you're a maker. So that's kind of what led me to where I am today.
0: I love who you teach because there are so many people out there who are so passionate about what they do, but they consider it a little hobby or a tiny business. And what you do is you empower them to see this as a legitimate, profitable business. And I just cannot go on without saying how powerful that is and just how transformative. So did you see yourself as someone who would someday teach a course or teach other people? How did that kind of come into your life?
4: Okay. So no, <laughs> I did not. <laughs> if I did, I probably would have chosen a different business name. My business name is Bell Manili for my jewelry business. Yeah. And I always have to explain it and I always have to spell it. So no, I did not see that. But <laughs> as we all know, the life that we plan and the life that we have are never the same life. And that's totally cool. So how I got to be at the place where I'm teaching, like I said, I've had this long kind of weird winding road of experiences and trainings and things like that. And you never know until you get to your destination how they're all linked together. Yes. But my, it's like so weird. My undergraduate degree is in marketing. Started out selling copiers. Hated that. Moved to selling insurance. Hated that. Went back to grad school for speech pathology. Loved that. Specialize in working with little kids. So when someone says, you know, my two-year-old's not talking, that's my circle of genius. So all of those things, Kind of came together. And then, in two thousand and ten, I was going to turn thirty that year. So I was like, I want to learn some extra hobbies. I'm working all the time. I finished graduate school. I've had my job for a couple of years, and I want to learn things. So I took some classes. I took sewing, I took quilting, and I took jewelry making. And the sewing and quilting, not for me, but the jewelry making <laughs> took so so then I started making, and it was fun. I had extra fun things to do on the side with my hands. And in Pittsburgh in particular, there is a very artist-friendly community. I think most cities actually have this, but I feel like Pittsburgh is just one of those great little cities where we're like a small, big town, big, small town. (laughs) Like everybody's very artist-friendly. It's it's a good place to be an artist and a maker. So I had opportunities to sell my things, which was cool. Like getting paid for the stuff you make, be it a course, be it a thing, be it an idea, always awesome, (laughs) no matter what it is. So I had people that were asking me, like, can you coach me? Or how did you do this? How did you grow your business? How are you selling all of this? How is this working? And I knew that I didn't have the bandwidth to do one-on-one coaching because I had my daughter in 2016. I have this business. I do, I was still working full-time. So I knew I couldn't do that. But I remember, like, I've heard people like, oh, people are doing classes and people are doing courses and, you know, people are doing this online. They can figure it out. I can probably figure that out. So I had a friend who was a blogger and she created a course. So I messaged her and I said, hey, when you made your course, like, how'd you learn how to do that? Where did you go to learn how to do that? Because I had this, again, weird niche of, I know marketing, went to school for marketing, did that. I know education. I've been teaching children. I am excellent at nonverbal communication (laughs) because that's what I assess in children. So like, I can do this. I just need to know how to put it together. I need to know the lingo. I need to know the tech. And the funny thing is, her answer should have been, I took Amy Porterfield's course because I found out later. But the answer was, oh, I have a course teaching that. So I bought her course because she was my friend, (laughs) which was not a bad investment. It just was not the best investment. So that led me to then, actually, I listened, when I would set up at shows, I would listen to your podcast. And that was how I heard about Amy. And I'm like, oh, this is what she took to learn. So that was like how I got to be, in a place where I'm like, okay, I have this knowledge and I have this skill and other people want this thing. And this piece right here is the piece that will let me put all of that together.
0: Yes. Oh, I feel like that is something that's so huge. And you made a really good point of like, I could not teach one-on-one to every single person. I think a lot of people find themselves in those situations where they have this gift they don't have the bandwidth or the wherewithal to really make that thing viable. What was your first course launch like? You have all this background. You have all this knowledge. What was the launch
4: like? The launch was, so I I took my notes here. So I'll tell you exactly what the launch was like. So I launched, and this is a crazy thing. I was DCA fall of 2019. So I was launching the course, which then was called Get Online, Grow Online. And I was launching it in January of 2020. And the premise of the course was makers who go to craft shows, making the most of your time at craft shows, building your email list, warming up your audience and selling. So like, I remember recording my course and I like recording the email marketing module and saying, imagine what would happen if your best show of the year got canceled. Cause I used to do the country living magazines fair and it was getting canceled. And I made a big bulk of my money there. And little did I know that come March, every show for the next year and a half would be canceled. So people who relied on making their money at their local art fair were suddenly without any possibility of making money anywhere else. They had no way to make any money. So my first launch was in January of 20 when things were just starting to, you know, there were whispers of things going on. So I had enrolled 8 students in that one. It was at 197, so I had a total gross revenue of $1,576, which I was thrilled with. And the funny thing is I hear people who will say, oh, you know, my my course launch was a bust. I only made $1,000. I only made $2,000. I only made $500. But I was thrilled because eight people had trusted me enough to learn from me and they gave me money for that. So that's fantastic. And I learned, you know, I ran some ads. So my profit overall was $748, which I was still happy with. I had 98 webinar registrants that first time. So I had a conversion rate of 8.16%, which I, at the time, was not at all tracking and had no clue. But where I am today, I'm like, yeah. (laughs)
0: So you have since launched 12 more times. You have
4: launched 13 times in total as of the date of this recording. What does it look like now? So now it looks a lot different. Now it is the marketing school for makers. The price is higher The message has been refined. The program has been refined. So looking at my email list. So when I started, I had zero email lists. You had the bonus to learn how to grow from, I think it was the zero to 250. Yes. Which works,
2: by the way, I highly
4: recommend it works. (laughs) Now I have a little over 22,000 email subscribers. I regularly scrub the list. So it is a solid list of engaged subscribers who open and read and comment back. So that's great. And then my community, I have a free community of a little over 15,000 makers that is just specific for handmade business owners, not for mm-hmm. hobbyists. Well, hobbyists are welcome, but you know we talk about making money. So what it looks like today is when I launch, I usually have any, depending on the ads that I run and the outreach that I do, I have anywhere from 10 to 15,000 webinar registrants. So in the last, now the last launch I did was small. This one is going to be a bigger one that's coming up, but I usually get anywhere from like two to 300 students coming in. So we are working on scaling and the, the program has been really refined, but now consistently the people who are going through are, you know, you get this really great side effect of like, they make money, which you want, but then they're also really confident in themselves. They're confident yeah. to ask a higher price for their product, which is probably still underpriced because it's handmade. They're confident to put themselves out to apply for shows they wouldn't have applied for. They're confident enough to share their story and their process and their thoughts on social media to engage with other people where they weren't doing that before. So if nothing else, it is empowering women in particular and makers to be proud of what they make and put it out into the world unapologetically and be rewarded either financially or socially for doing that.
0: One thing you said, Lucy, that I don't want people to miss is that every time you've done it, you've gotten better and everything has evolved. And I think that a lot of times we are so afraid to be beginners because it's not perfect. And I have had the same experience where now I've been able to launch the same course year after year after year. The course gets better. I get better just as your students are gaining that confidence. So are you in the process? And I just love that because it's such a reminder that like your first course is not going to be your last one and (laughs) you're going to grow along the way, which is exactly what you have done. Lucy, where can everybody find out more about you? Watch you soar, check out your products, be in your community. Give us
4: all of the places. Okay. Thank you. So you can find me online at Bloom by Bell Manili, and I am at Bloom by Bell Manili on all socials. You can visit my program at themarketingschoolformakers.com. I have emails that I send out weekly. I will be launching. I usually launch three times a year and in my community, it's a great place for makers who want to make money to come and learn the basics, find other people that are like you and get started in a nice warm community.
0: One final question. If somebody's listening to this and they're thinking, can this work for me or should I make a leap and join DCA? What would you say? Absolutely. Absolutely do it. I love it. Thank you so much. You are just a joy. I don't know about you, but I feel so inspired after hearing these amazing entrepreneur stories. I love how they are each serving different demographics with knowledge that they possess, creating communities, expanding their reach. And I also just want to reiterate that, yes, they have made money doing this. They have made back their investment tenfold. But beyond that, I loved how each and every single one of them talked about the other aspects that so easily get lost in the sea of people just wanting to make money. Freedom, community, confidence, time. Those things have undoubtedly changed my life and digital courses are the reason why I have all of those things and so much more. I am so grateful that Amy Porterfield came into my life years and years and years ago as my online business crush and mentor before she even knew who I was. And I'm even more grateful to support her and partner with her in this course launch of her Digital Course Academy because it absolutely changed my life and so many of my students' lives. I love loved hearing these stories today. I hope you are feeling inspired just like I am, and I hope you are ready to step out, take a leap of faith, and start to understand that you can extract your knowledge in a way that will allow people to see true transformation in their lives and then undoubtedly transform yours. If you want to check out more about DCA or learn about my bonus that is baller, head to jennacutcher.com forward slash DCA. That's jennacutcher.com forward slash DCA to learn more about the program and my bonuses that I am excited to share with you. Again, that is jennacutcher.com forward slash DCA. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the podcast. Of course, until next time, keep on digging your biggest goals. I'm over here giving you a virtual high five because you just finished another episode of the Gold Digger podcast.